Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember all of that, well, you know the new way we say it, family. We live, we love, and we serve. Amen. Listen, again, we all know this is the last night of 2020. And our theme, again, is I am resilient. And I thought of what words we could use on this night. And so I want to turn to a scripture found In the book of James, James, the first chapter, and one verse on tonight, family, one verse, verse 12. James 1, verse 12, I'm reading from the Message Bible, and if you're home right now, uh, getting ready to celebrate, hopefully in the safety of your home, don't go trying to party tonight, it's still COVID out in these streets, but if you're getting ready to bring in the new year, I want you to stand with me, no matter where you are, as we read this passage of Scripture together, James 1, in verse 12, and here's how it reads. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Let me read that one more time. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you on this night, oh God. We thank you, God. Like we used to say of old, you brought us a mighty, mighty, mighty long way, God. And we are glad about it. God, thank you for this year, oh God. We learned or got further acquainted with who you are as the keeper of our lives, the sustainer of our very being. Thank you, God. We know, oh God, that 2020 has not been an easy year. And oh God, even as we come to this last night on the precipice of a dawning new year, help us, oh God, to remember those families who lost loved ones this year. 
For God, although we move into a new year, that pain is still real. God, we lift them up before you today. Not just those persons who are part of this family, but globally, God, those who have been mourning for some time now and grieving, oh God, in the midst of this year. We lift them up. God, we stand in the gap for them. We intercede, oh God. God, as we move forward, continue, oh God, to remind us of our strength. Remind us, oh God, of our power. Remind us, oh God, of who you called us to be and who we are in your eyes. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. And it's in your name we say, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. We say amen. Amen. Let me read that scripture again. This scripture can serve for many of us as a scriptural theme even for 2021. James 1 verse 12 in the Message Bible. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Very briefly on tonight, because I know some of you want to go ahead and get your New Year celebration in on tonight. I want to speak from our theme in 2021, your theme, your theme for 2021, something that you can constantly remind yourself of every single day. In fact, I was listening to a talk earlier today from a guru, and he said that there was a story of a famous Buddhist monk. He was a Zen master. And he was on his deathbed. Some of his students asked him, with all that you've been through in life, with all the hardships, and these were the hardships that his students knew about, the physical difficulties, the emotional difficulties, even having to deal with people trying to undermine him and speak negatively about him throughout his lifetime because of the audaciousness of his teachings. The student said, how were you able to remain so joyful? How were you able to do that? The Buddhist master, with a look of glee in his eyes, even as he was transitioning, told his students, every day, when I wake up, there's a question that faces me every day. 
Will you be joyful or will you be miserable? And the Buddhist teacher began to laugh. He said, and I simply chose to be joyful. That every day we rise, there's a choice we must make. Not only a choice to be joyful like the Zen master, but every day we rise in 2021. Every day we have a choice to make and declarative statement we can make. And I'm offering one suggestion as you forge your way through this new year. Get up every single day. Be your own cheerleader. Be your own encourager. Uplift yourself and declare into the universe, I am resilient. I am resilient. That's the theme for 2021. That's the theme for this sermon tonight. I am resilient. When you begin your day by reminding yourself of your resiliency, you begin to orchestrate things in your life that you could not imagine unless you began with this audacious declaration, I am resilient. I am resilient. 2020 was a year like no other in our lifetimes. We were faced with a global health crisis of epic proportions. No person in this world was untainted or untouched in some way, shape, or form by this pandemic, COVID-19. And then from the pandemic, the tentacles, the financial collapse, lost jobs, food insecurity. I mean, the tentacles of COVID ran roughshod over our fragile humanity in 2020. On top of all that was obvious, the health crisis, the financial collapse, families struggling, struggling for the basic necessities of life because of all the impacts, the domino effect of COVID-19. On top of all that, many psychologists said that in the United States alone, over 65% of Americans had experienced depressive bouts during this year. Maybe not diagnosed with clinical depression, but over 65% of Americans experience depressive bouts. You and I can attest to that. There have been times along this past year where we found ourselves in that space of depression. Maybe not permanently, but we all had those moments where certain words became part of our common conversation. Words like anxiety, fear, anger, frustration, trepidation. These words shaped our common language this year, and they were all connected to that which was unexpected. But in the midst of all that could have been disarming, in the midst of all that was definitely dislodging, you and I discovered something 
about ourselves. Maybe we knew it before. Not maybe. We knew it before. We knew about our strength. We knew about our power. But this year introduced us and for some help others discover a part of themselves, a part of ourselves that we not always were concerned with. We discovered how resilient we are. How resilient we are. Some definitions that says resilience is the ability to navigate through adversity, to effectively adapt to change, watch this, and thrive. Oh, I'll say it again. Resilience is the ability to navigate through adversity, to effectively adapt to change and thrive. And thrive. That means that we learn how to advance despite adversity. We learn how to forge forward, how to faith forward, how to make sense of all that was happening around us. We learn how to fall and rise again, how to fall and rise again. We learn how to wipe the tears out of our eyes and keep on going. We learn how to pick our chins up and stick our chests out. Even in the most disparaging of circumstances, we discovered how resilient we are in this season. And some of us who had learned sometimes to live life in the midst of our fear and our anxieties, and we never knew that we had so much enduring strength. We never learned that we had or never knew we had so much enduring power. You never knew how much spiritual and psychological and emotional stamina you had until 2020 showed up. It is not that 2020 came with some purpose to make us stronger, but in the midst of 2020, we discovered how strong we were. We discovered how much endurance we had. We discovered the kind of stamina we had. We are and were resilient. In fact, I would go so far as to say, we learned not only that we were resilient, but we learned how to be relentlessly resilient. We had to be resilient because our resilience was about our survival. Our resilience was about maintaining our sanity. Our resilience was about us forging forward in spite of no matter what happened. We had to be. It was not that we were just resilient. We had to be so that we would not cripple and collapse. We had to be so that we would not lose our mind. We had to be so we would not sigh and surrender. We had to be so we wouldn't throw in the towel. We had to be in order to wake up every morning, face a new day filled with unknown certainties. But the truth is, every day is filled with unknown certainties. Maybe, maybe this year reminded us of how not to take every day for granted. Maybe, 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 maybe 2020 was the year of radical gratitude for what we have and for who we are. We discovered so many things 
Some of us at some point during this year found ourselves sitting on our bed of emotional affliction, trying to figure out how we would move forward, what we would do, overtaken by the news daily of death and decay, overtaken by the news of violence and racial terror, overtaken. It was all too much. It became too much. And some of us found ourselves on that bed of affliction and we sat there wondering what we were going to do. And we discovered we would do what we had been doing. Keep on living. And keep on moving forward. You made a decision at some point in 2020 when you felt like giving up. I heard one person say this past week that there were more than one, one moment in this year they felt like taking their own life. Suicidal ideation was real for so many. But you made a decision, whether you realize it or not, you made a decision when you found yourself on the edge when you found yourself with your back against the wall, when you found yourself ready to give up, you made a decision. And the decision was that you have the power to determine in your own life that this would not be how the story would end. That this is not how it would end. That you would not end in your weakest moment. You will not surrender to your anxiety or your fears. You said to yourself, this is not how it will end. This is not how I will end. Today, there's a movie I love that many of you may like. It's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And many people watch that movie know the big scene at the end of the last part three and they're getting ready for the massive fight go watch the movie the return of the king the third part of the lord of the rings and the king was giving or the would-be king was giving his big speech to an army that was clearly outnumbered clearly outnumbered and the would-be king would have to give a word to inspire and he said there will come a day when the hearts of men will fail. There will come a day when we will lose the fight. There will come a day when we will not be able to overcome the odds. He said, but today is not that day. Oh, you had many days in 2020. But the fact that you saw the next day, many days when you felt like giving up, but the fact that you saw the next day means that something within your spirit said what? Today is not that day. Every time you were convinced you couldn't do it, you did it. Every time you wanted to give up, you kept going. Every time you didn't think you were strong enough, you found strength. Every time you're ready to turn around, you kept moving forward. You discovered how resilient you really are. This scripture tonight, speaks to all of us who have lived through this year. The writer of James says, anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate, truly blessed. Oh, anyone who faces a testing challenge and was able to stick it out, was able to survive it. If you're watching right now on this last night of 2020, let me help you understand. You 
faced a testing challenge. And guess what? On tomorrow, the challenge will still be here. And the day after that, the challenge will still be here. But guess what? You've already built a resume in these past nine months alone to let you know that you could stick it out, that you could handle it. That's what the writer is saying. Don't discount or discredit who you are now. You faced a deplorable, challenging, destructive episode in human history. And you stuck it out. It wasn't just about your life. Humanity faced it. And you made it. You didn't find out only how resilient you were. You found out how human you were too. And that embedded in your humanity all oh, are the tools necessary to confront any obstacle embedded in the fabric of your humanity is the strength necessary to face unknown days that will beckon the best of your fortitude embedded in the DNA of your very being. There's a strength that galvanizes the universe and orchestrates sun, moon, and stars in you is the very thing that makes birds sing and rivers flow in you is the very thing that makes the cheetah run and the lion roar in you is the very thing that orchestrates life. And sometimes to tap into that, you got to linger around death a little bit to realize what a life-giving force you are. How powerful are you? Ah. You're so powerful, so strong, that you realize you couldn't make it this year by yourself. Oh, I hope you hear that tonight. What did you do? In the midst of this pandemic, you started forging communities and building tribes of people. You learned who was there and who wasn't there. You learned who was real and who wasn't real. And you started building a tribe around you, not because it was cute, because it was necessary. You needed people around you who were thinking like you. You needed people around you who were pushing you and encouraging you. You needed folk who weren't too afraid or ashamed to text you and tell you they loved you and you had to do the same. You found yourself encouraging people in your tribe, encouraging people in your circle, encouraging people in your humanity, in your community, visiting people with food, leaving it at their door. We found out that we could always forge a way through the greatest moment of insanity. And you were strong enough, strong enough, hear me, strong enough not to make the mistake of thinking you could do it by yourself. You learn that there's a commonality found when sorrow is on each of our doorsteps, that we're able to build community. That's how strong you were this year. That's how resilient you were. You were resilient enough to not walk by yourself. You knew how to pick up a phone, pick up 
to text, call, reach out, virtual meetings, virtual brunches, virtual lunch, virtual dinners, virtual gatherings, you realize that the pandemic could not stop. It just raised your ingenuity a little bit more. You formed community. You were strong enough. You also realize that you were strong enough, hear me, to become more aware of who you are. I'll talk more about this next Sunday, but I want you to catch this. That this season raised your personal awareness. You became more attuned to your own vulnerabilities, aware of the fragility of your humanity. This season forced you to see some things that you don't always see when the sun is shining. There are some things that can only be seen in the dark. Oh, gosh. I had to realize this. When I was a child, I thought that when the sun would set and the moon would rise, that with the moon, the stars would then come out. And I realized something. The stars are always there. But the sun is so bright you can't see them. It's when the sun goes down that what is there is revealed. Oh, gosh, I hope you heard that. So in the dark abyss of our fear, when the lights went out in our hope, we saw what was there. And we discovered we were always strong. We just couldn't see it. We were always courageous. We just couldn't see it. You were always capable. We just couldn't see it. That's how strong you were. You were strong enough to withstand seeing your strength. Oh, gosh, I hope you can feel that on tonight. And then thirdly, here's what else you were strong enough to realize. You were strong enough to realize that resilience is infectious. You are drawn to resilient people. And guess what? People are drawn to you and your resilient self. Oh, my God. Who doesn't want to be around strong people? Who doesn't want to be around people who are able to face horror and still walk out with a smile? You, in the worst days, you confronted the best you. In your lowest moment, you were at the height of your awareness. Why? Because you are resilient. Here's what Mary Holloway said. She said, resilience is knowing that you are the only one that has the power and responsibility to pick yourself up. <laughs> you are the only one who has a power and responsibility to pick yourself up. Oh, no. Yes, hear me. Resilience is infectious, but the infectiousness of resilience has to do with whether or not you are convinced by your own resilience that you are the only one who has a power and responsibility to pick yourself up. I could pour into you all day. People could pray for you all day, but unless you are ready and willing to get up in the midst of this, it won't happen. You, you, had to make that decision. It was Khalil Gibran who said this, out of suffering, 
have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. Oh gosh. Out of suffering emerges the strongest souls. Out of suffering emerges the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. Being resilient doesn't mean you won't be wounded. It doesn't mean you won't get damaged. It means that you don't let the damage define or the wounds relegate. You push through in spite of what you faced. That's what this year has meant. The writer of James was clear in that 12th verse of the first chapter. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate and hands apart. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. This speaks not of eternal life or whether or not you're going to get to heaven. No, when you come through moments like 2020, you learn that you gain life and more life. What do you mean? You gain more life every day. You're grateful for the life you have. Every day you are thankful for what you possess. You gain more life. You grow a little taller. You grow a little broader. You get more life and more life when you learn to value and appreciate what you have. I read somewhere there were some people who were looking for 2020 to bring some things. And instead, 2020 showed you how to appreciate some things. And you learn how to appreciate your life. Your life. And when you come through moments like this past year, you get more life, not more days, more life. This is not about an extension of days. It's about a deepening of life. You get more life. You grow grateful. You grow thankful. Robert Brault said something I'll never forget. He said this, enjoy the little things. For one day, you may look back and realize that they were really big things. Oh, gosh. Enjoy the little things. Because there will come a day when you will look back and realize that they were really, really big things. That's when you get more life. When every day you rise, you rise with an air of gratitude. And when you sleep, you sleep with an air of expectation. But hold on. Not expectation that you'll wake up, because we know not. But expectation of if I get up, I'll get up grateful. If I wake up, I'll wake up with gratitude. That will give me life. Maybe these words were shaped by the words of the master carpenter. Maybe 2020 became a tool of interpretation. The master carpenter said, I've come that you might have life and have it more 
abundantly. Abundance is not about days or time. It's about the fullness of life. And the writer of James said, when you come through years like 2020 and you discover how resilient you are, and then gratitude becomes the framework for your daily existence, you get life and more life. There are two quotes that you've heard me say many times through this past year. And I'll end this year with these two quotes that sustain me. One from the late sage of our people, Maya Angelou. She said, I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. I can change and be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. In other words, I entered 2021 unreduced, taller than when I entered it, unreduced. In fact, maybe you want to pause now and just tell yourself of all the things you can say to yourself at the end of this year, look at 2020 and say, unreduced. It did not diminish me one bit. Did I take a hit? Yes. Did I get a little damage? Yes. But I am unreduced by what I faced this year. And then secondly, the other quote that kept me this year was from Steve Maraboli. He said it beautifully. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. You and I, you and I, we get stronger and more resilient. You are resilient. I am resilient. I have not been diminished. I have not been reduced. In fact, I grew stronger and taller and bolder and more courageous and more audacious because I am resilient. Let those words resound in your mind tonight. Again, let those words be the battle cry for 2021. Because what you're telling the world and the universe is that it does not matter what this new year holds. I'm resilient. I am 
resilient. Say that to yourself right now. Just speak those words to yourself right now. I am resilient. When you think about what was lost this year, I am resilient. When you think about the loved ones who did not survive, I am resilient. When you think about how you felt on some of your worst days of 2020, and here you stand now, I am resilient. Stronger than I could ever have imagined. More powerful than I could have ever conceived. And more resilient than I had ever known. And because of that, it doesn't matter what the day, what the circumstance, what waits on the other side of midnight, I am resilient. Lean in a little bit. God, as we are here poised in this new year, Remind us that there's no need to panic, no need to fret. We can be buoyed by your presence and strengthened by our resilience. We face a fear we never knew existed prior to March. And April came and went. And May came and went. And June, July, August, September, October, November, and December came and went. And we all discovered that we had survived the worst days of 2020, 100% of our worst days, we survived. And we stand here, oh God, not as pictures of health, but as pictures of resilience. God, thank you. Thank you. We don't thank you for the things that assaulted us this year. We thank you for being with us this year. And we thank you for those gentle nudges that pushed us in the direction of our strength and our resiliency. God, thank you. We honor you. We love you. 
We love you, God. And it's in your name we pray. We say, amen. Family, happy, happy new year. And remember, in 2021, your battle cry, I am resilient. Peace. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, Support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.